It's the last stand. And here is your host, Brian Custer. That's right. It is the last stand where we bring you the biggest names in the sport. And our guest today, three-division world champion, the former undisputed champion of the world. He is the current WBO welterweight champion of the world and considered pound for pound one of the best fighters in the world. He's none other than Terrence Bud Crawford. Bud, it's been a bit. Welcome back to the last day. Hey, thanks for having me again. It's good to good to see you. Good to hear from you. So November twentieth, you're defending your title against Sean Porter. And listen, this this took some work because they were talking at one point maybe Manny Pacquiao, maybe somebody else. How did we get to Sean Porter? Well, um, we got to Sean Porter because he was ranked high in the WBO sanctioned body, and the WBO just decided to make him the mandatory over Virgil Ortiz. Uh, they kind of was like flopping uh, and they just made the fight. They just said, hey, listen, we want this fight. We're going to send it to a purse bid if uh, top rank and PBC can't go to uh, come to an agreement. And here we are. Now you got this fight with Porter. And listen, you know the deal. You guys know each other for a long time. Uh, he's tough. He likes to bully people in the ring, uh, put his face basically in your chest. Uh, makes it as rough a- as possible. Some may say dirty as possible. Can Terrence Bud Crawford win a fight like that? Of course. Of course. I can win a fight, you know what I mean, any way, shape, form, or fashion, how it come. You know, at the end of the day, I always say uh, it's a fight at the end of the day. You know, he's going to do everything in his willpower to uh, secure a victory, and so am I. So, you know, it's just going to make for an exciting fight. And when you're fighting somebody like Sean, is there some things different you got to do when you you train because you know, hey, maybe it may be the headbutts, it may be whatever, but this dude's going to make try to make this fight as as muddy as possible. Is there different things that you got to do in this camp that maybe you didn't do and train for other people? Not at all. Not at all. I always say, you know, I focus on myself and the things that I got to sharpen up on and the things that I got to do to get myself better. And as long as I'm prepared uh, to the fullest, then anything that's thrown at me, I'll be able to adjust and do whatever I need to do to get the job done. Uh, I want you to respond to something that Sean Porter said. He said, quote, I have the combination of skills that no one Crawford has been in the ring has had. Power, head movement, up and down body work. Uh, what's your response to that? You know, we'll see come fight night. You know, uh, things like that. It, it's crazy because, you know, I didn't fought so many different styles that, you know, uh, there, there's no need to go into. You know, uh, I know what I'm up against. Sean Porter know what he's up against. And come November 20th, everybody questions is going to be answered. He also said, quote, I'm on the brink of the Hall of Fame, and my legacy will depend on beating Terrence Crawford. Stopping him will seal my induction, end quote. If that's the case, what does this fight mean to you? Well, you know, this is this is another fight for me that, you know, catapults me into, you know, bigger and better things later on 
in the future. You know, um, there's a lot riding on this fight for Sean, but as well as me too. You know, my title's on the line. You know, my recognition is on the line. You know, so there's a lot on the line for both of us. But, you know, I don't worry about things like that. I just focus on the task at hand and make sure that it gets done. I thought it was interesting. Not only is he thinking about the Hall of Fame as he talked about his legacy with a win over Terrence Crawford, but he said stopping him will seal my induction. Um, your, your response to that? Well, I can't remember the last time, you know, Sean Porter had got a stoppage. You know, I'm not, you know, trying to be funny or anything, you know. Uh, I'm not taking him lightly at, at, at all either. But, you know, that's, that's a long shot for him stopping me. Uh, you told ESPN, but uh, this fight with Sean Porter will show why some fights haven't come to fruition and why others have avoided me. Expound on that. Talk talk to the people about that, uh, about that statement you well, made. Well, Sean is considered one of the top fighters, you know what I mean, not, not only on the PBC side, but in the world, you know. So a lot of people is viewing this as the toughest fight of my career, and everybody is anxious on seeing how this fight is going to go. So, you know. That's why I said I'm going to show everyone why I'm considered pound for pound the best fighter in the world. Even if you don't have me number one, you got me top two, top three. So, you know, after this fight, it's going to be proven why I'm considered the best fighter in the world. And, and is there a, a uh, and I, I love the, the first part of your statement that you made, because, you know, there the, the critics who have come at you say, well, well, look at Bud Crawford's welterweight resume uh, he really hasn't fought anybody is this one of those fights where you say look if I beat Sean Porter and let's say you stop Sean Porter it's one of those things where you look at the camera and say now you see why the, the let's say the the Danny Garcia's the Errol Spence's none of these guys have been trying to jump in the ring with me right well you know we we all know that story you know I think we all had a a glimpse of the reason why they haven't been in the ring with me in the press conference. You know, a lot of people was pointing a finger at me when I was calling for all those fights. I was asking for all those fights. I was going to my promoter telling them to make those fights happen, you know, and, you know, I don't think the same energy was put in on the other side to, to make a fight with Terrence Crawford as it was with Terrence Crawford's side, trying to make it with them other guys over there. Hmm. Uh, let's talk about your, your promoter because, you know, this is the, the final fight uh, with top rank. Um, you know, you, you guys in a, a little bit in the past had a little back and forth with Bob Arum. Recently, you know, he came out and said, hey, look, I don't think I need a, a long-term deal with Bud Crawford because of the guaranteed money that he always requires, the promotion that I have to put into with Bud Crawford's fights. I guess it begs the question here, Terrence, do you re-sign with top rank or do you become a free agent, kind of like Canelo, and just say, you know what, whatever the platform uh, or network it is, who comes with the better offer, I fight over there and I fight with them? Or do you just say, you know what, I'll sign with the PBC, maybe Showtime, and they got all the welterweights, and let me just do that. What's next? 
Well, I don't know. You know, right now we still uh, technically under contract with top rank. This is the last fight, and who knows uh, what the future holds for Terrence Crawford after this fight. Right now, you know, we more focused on Sean Porter. We're not really thinking about that right now. That's going to come after the fight and later on down the line when we sit down and we discuss what's the best solution and thing for Terrence Crawford to do, not for somebody else. Yeah, and I got that, and you're absolutely right. Uh, but I'm sure you've thought about in your mind if it was up, obviously up to Terrence Crawford, what would Terrence Crawford like to do? Do what Terrence Crawford doing right now, focusing on Sean Porter and, you know, doing it that way. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right, let's talk about some recent fights uh, that have taken place here. Uh, and, and you, boy, you were caught in the middle of one of them because they were two of your guys. Uh, how about the Shakur Stevenson, Jamel Herring fight? Give me, give me your thoughts on on Shakur because that was a dominating performance. Well, I told everybody from the jump, you know, before Shakur was even champion, that he was going to be you know, world champion. He was going to be something special. And as he grown into, you know, I mean, this manly body, I told everybody he was going to be the next star of boxing. And everybody, you know, kind of laughed at me and said, oh, well, he ain't got no punching power. He ain't this, he ain't that. And, you know, each time that Shakur is put in front of somebody that's a potential threat to him, he, he does what he did. Saturday and make it look easy and put on a hell of a show. And, you know, uh, Jamel, he tried, he tried everything that he could do. He just wasn't the better man that day. You know, uh, he was in shape. He was, you know what I mean? Trying to do everything in his willpower he could do to, you know, land a big shot on Shakur, try to get in there and mix it up. But just Shakur was just better all around that day. What do you think is the the future for Shakur Stevenson? Is it at 130, 135? You know, I know after the fight, he he, he talked about, you know, he would love, love uh, some bigger fights. He said down the line, he was like, I, I really want Tank Davis. What do you think is the future for Shakur well, Stevenson? Well, the future is the sky is the limit. You know, when you got somebody that talented, you know, and that can move up from 126 to 130 and be dominant. And I believe he's going to move up to 135 and also be dominant. Then the sky is the limit. You know, he he got a lot of big names at 135. Uh, he got a couple of big names at 130 that he's trying to secure. And uh, yeah, he's, he's going to do well with any fighter that you put in front of him. I don't see... Uh, any fighter having a way with him in no way, shape, or form. But I see him being mm. a threat to anybody they put him in front of. Wow. So, you you know, they, they always talk about Tank. They talk about Garcia, uh, Devin Haney, Tia Fimo. You, you can see Shakur in that mix here very well, soon. Well, he's there now. I don't think next year even – that's hard to say he's been there. You know, uh, those guys just got the opportunity before him. If he was given the same opportunity as those other guys, and he'll be right there because I believe he's right there right now. What does Bud Crawford think about the Canelo 
uh, Caleb Plant fight that's about to go down. In your opinion, what is what is because so many people are looking at Canelo as the guy? What does Caleb Plant have to do to win that fight and become undisputed? You just got to be yourself. You got to be confident. You got to be strong. You got to uh, be defensive minded. You know, not to get hit with those big shots. And you know, he got to got to do what is what's best for him at the point of time uh, when Canelo's trying to dictate the pace when Canelo trying to, you know what I mean, counter and, you know, go to the body, press, move. He got to do it all because Canelo's going to do it all. So, you know, uh, if it becomes a boxing match, he got to win the boxing match. If Canelo decides to press and come forward and, you know, throw a lot of power shots. He got to be, be able to throw something to make Canelo respect him and, you know, get him off of him and at times he's going to have to stand his ground. So, you know, if he can do all those things, you know, in a fight and mix it up, then he got a, a good chance of winning. But, you know, Canelo is Canelo. You know, we all know how talented Canelo is and, you know, he's going to be ready to be undisputed come fight night. And I hope Keller Plant is too. Yeah. And, and do you think Canelo, Canelo right now is – Bud Crawford aside, the top guy in boxing. Yeah, he's one, definitely one of the top guys in boxing, hands down. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, what'd you think about the Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder fight? Oh man, Tyson Fury. You know, he, he showed why he's the the number one heavyweight in the world. You know, and not only, you know, did he show that he showed his heart, he showed his character, he showed his toughness by getting up twice getting knocked down and Deontay Wilder showed why he's a warrior, you know, because he was hurt from the fourth round all the way to the 11th when they stopped it. And he was just fighting off fumes. You could tell that his balance wasn't there. You could tell that he was just doing everything in his willpower just to stay afloat and win the fight. He had no giving up in him whatsoever. And you got to respect that from a, a guy that's, getting punched on by uh, a heavier man in the heavyweight division. Yeah, Inter interesting stuff. What, what do you think is the future for Deontay? Well, you know, that's up to him. You know, he's done a lot in boxing. You know, he's done everything that he set forward to do. Uh, if he continues to box, he still got a lot of big-name fights out there with uh, uh, Joshua Usyk. And you got, you know, other fighters coming up like Dylan White, you know, that's there. So, you know, it's 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 fights out there to be made. It's just how he feeling and, you know, if those are the right fights for him at this point in time in his career. But give me your take on what it seems to be, you know, kind of like the 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 fad and the rage here in boxing. Guys like Jake Paul, who uh you former YouTubers now making millions, you know, headlining major fight cards. Well, you know, I, I feel like it's a disrespect to these boxers that, you know, um, give their all and that's been here paying their dues for years and years to come. You know, it's some fighters that started when they were seven and, you know, they professional, they world champions and haven't even made a million yet, you know. It's fighters that, you know, been world champion for years and haven't seen a big money fight for 
ever or never, you know, and and I think it's, you know, it's disrespectful to us fighters that really take this this boxing game serious and uh, put our all into it. And, you know, for somebody off the streets that never boxed before, that never been in the amateurs before, to just say, all right, you know what? I just want to go box. Let me go boxing. Let them pay me millions just to go out there because I got a following. I don't think that's right, you know, to us, us fighters, because we can't go to the NBA and just say, all right, I want to play basketball. Let me go to the NBA. Can you pay me, you know, X amount of money just to go play in the game because I got following. So I don't think that's right. What do you think is the future? I know uh, Javante Davis said, you know, he kind of had the same take you had. He said, but his thing was, he goes, I don't think these guys realize somebody's going to get hurt. Uh, this is, you can't play this sport. And I, I believe that at some point somebody's uh, uh, going to get hurt. What do you think is the future? Is this something that you think that will continue on or maybe a year or two, this thing kind of phases out? What's good for entertainment? You know, I'm not hating on those guys in no way, shape or form. You know, I'm happy for them to be able to uh, get another outlet and source of income coming in that's probably greater or the same amount from what they was making before. But my thing is those guys, they not really taking a big chance of fighting any guys that's, you know, a big threat or oppose, you know, some kind of threat against them. So that's a good thing. But at the same time, when you hear, you know, a lot of casual fans knowing more about a Jake Paul than they know about a Shakur Stevenson or or a Terrence Crawford or Danny Garcia or, you know, some, some real fighters, you know, then that's when you kind of shake your head and be like, man, that's crazy. You know, this dude is a YouTuber and, you know, you got kids like, hey, you want to fight Jake Paul? Uh, Jake Paul will beat this guy and Jake Paul will beat this guy because they don't know. So it's kind of crazy, you know, to us boxers, how the promoters, they'll promote, you know, a YouTuber way more than they'll promote their own fighter just all because of the YouTuber got a following. And I don't think that's right. Yeah, I, I, I can see. I can see that. Is there is there a piece of you too? When it comes to, let's say, because you, you've been at top rank for a long time, there, there's a maybe they haven't promoted Bud Crawford the right way. You, you know, you look at your resume and everything you've done in the sport, I mean, you should be a super, superstar. Uh, is there a part of you, too, when you look at your decision, like, that, that has a major factor in it? Well, you know, everybody know. You know, promoters supposed to promote the fighters and a fighter is supposed to fight. You know, a lot of people say, well, the fighter is supposed to promote themselves as well. You know, but fighters, you know, they they supposed to promote themselves to a, to a certain extent, you know, because I feel like if a promoter is getting paid off of your name and promoting you, then that promoter should be responsible for making you the biggest star possibly that they can make you. Good point. Um, do you see your honest, your honest answer here? Do you see Bud Crawford and Errol Spence fighting at 147 or at 154? Uh, I really don't even see us fighting, to tell you the truth. 
Really? That's really. Well, well, tell me why. Man, the fight has been, you know, talked about for years and years and years. And, you know, that's a fight that I was, I've been wanting since I came to the division after, you know, Earl Spence became the number one guy in the division uh, after Keith Thurman. You know, I've been, I called for Keith Thurman before I was even, you know, world champion in the division. So, you know, uh, sometimes you just let those fights pass you by because, you know, I never wanted to get in a, in a situation like the Manny Pacquiao fight. You know, here it is, 2021, and I was promised the Manny Pacquiao fight in 2015. So I never went to get in the same situation as the Manny Pacquiao with an arrow spin. So I just let it pass me by and, you know, move on to the next because there's a lot of good fights out there that Terrence Crawford can be fighting. Like right now, you know, Sean Porter is a great fight. And, you know, November 20th, we're going to put on a tremendous show. And the fans is going to be, you know, the ones that, you know, uh, is going to be uh, a barn burner. Yeah, they'll benefit from that. And and listen, this is this is just my take, but I would like to hear your opinion of it. What do you think? I kind of got the sense that maybe on the PBC side, and I listen, I haven't talked to anybody. It's, it's just my only guess that they were saying you know what, his contract is up this year. Okay, let's let that contract run out and let's bring Terrence Crawford over to the PBC side. And now let's open the floodgates and let's have him fight everybody, keep the money on the PBC side, and everybody can build up their resume. What, do you, what did you think about that? Do you, do you think that, that kind of had something to do with it? I don't know. It probably did, but at the same time now – you're talking about holding me out, you know what I mean, until my contract and and that's, you know what I mean, is a, a great business move. But at the same time, now you got to look at the fighter. When you look at the fighter, you were like, all right, well, you were saying fuck me back then. You know, when I was with top rank, it was all fuck him. We ain't doing that for him. We ain't doing this. We ain't doing that because he was top rank. But now that I'm not with top rank, it was it's like, all right, now since you're not with top rank, you know what I mean? Come on over here. Let's roll out the red carpet for you. You know, that's kind of yeah. you know, weird to Interesting. me. Interesting. I got you. I got Well, look, then you you can always do the Canelo route. You know, Canelo just say, hey, I'm free yeah. agent. I'll, whoever makes the best offer, I'm with right. you. Let's get it. Right. Um, what, what did you think? What did you think of when, when I think it was Arrow who, who said, well, if we did fight, it was going to be 60-40 or 70-30. Do you think that was just posturing? It had to be. <laughs> I don't know what it was. It had to be. <laughs> you know, because I don't know. It's like if we, if, 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 we, if we be honest, if we be real honest, like Arrow Spence's name has been, you know, in the same – conversation with Terrence Crawford since Terrence Crawford came to the division. Not Terrence Crawford's name has been piggybacked off of Errol Spence's name. You know, so when people look at it, they might say, oh, well, Errol Spence, the big fish, Errol Spence, this and that, and that, and that. But y'all use Terrence Crawford to boost Errol Spence's status in boxing as a whole. 
not use Terrence Crawford, not the not the other way around, I should say. You know, because Terrence Crawford been had a name since 35 and 40. Then coming into the division, everybody wanted to see those fights. Everybody wanted to see Terrence Crawford versus Sean Porter. Everybody wanted to see Terrence Crawford versus Danny Garcia. Everybody wanted to see Terrence Crawford versus Errol Spence. Those was the three mega fights that everybody wanted to see. You know, and I believe at that time, Errol Spence didn't have one marquee fight besides uh, Kell Brook. So everybody was just like, oh, well, this guy ducking, this guy ducking. We can't get Errol Spence, you know, in a ring with a with a big name, you know. And here Terrence Crawford was, was like, oh, I'll fight him, <laughs> you know. And that's where all the buzz came, you know, between Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence is because he was labeled as the boogeyman. And I'm coming up from 140. Like, all right, well, if he the boogeyman, I want to fight him then. Since I can't get Keith Thurman, the number one guy in the division, because at the time, Keith Thurman was the number one guy in the division. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll fight him then. So then that's where all the buzz around Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence came. Not because Errol Spence said, oh, well, I want to fight this guy. You know what I mean? It was Terrence saying, all right, well, he the boogeyman. Y'all call him the boogeyman. I want to fight this guy then. Since Keith Thurman don't want to fight him and everybody else ducking him and everybody else scared of him. And Keith Thurman said that I I don't have a name. I don't have a belt. But now that I have a belt. You know what I mean? Can, can I fight somebody now? And that's where it all came from. And do you think now, bud, that now that you got this fight with Sean Porter, that this is going to open the floodgates? Now, in let's say 2022, will we see Bud Crawford against Danny Garcia now? Will we see him against, let's say, a Keith Thurman? Because, you know, you, you, you're fighting this fight against Sean Porter. Well, Danny Garcia already stated that he's moving up. You know, Danny's big for 147 division. Uh, I don't know what Keith Thurman doing. You know, I can't speak on anybody else, but my main focus is on Sean Porter at the end of the day. You know, I'm not looking over Sean Porter yeah. in no way, shape, form, or fashion. You know, so any fight later on down the line is not even in my mind right now because I'm so set and focused on Sean Porter right now. So, you know, um, anything else is irrelevant to me right now. You're such a boxing expert. In your opinion, in the ring, this fight between Bud Crawford and Sean Porter will boil down to what? Uh, skill versus skill. You know, that's it. You know, uh, there's a lot of skill with uh, what Sean Porter do when he mauls you, when he come forward, how he get in range, how he close the distance, uh, when he box, when he get on his toes, when he faints, and, and so forth. There's a lot of skill that comes in that, you know, and there's a lot of skill that comes uh, with me, you know, boxing going forward, standing my ground, boxing going backwards, boxing going side to side. So it'll be an interesting fight because, you know, Sean Porter is going to be 110% ready and I'm going to be, you know, 120% ready as well. How, how much longer do you see yourself fighting at 147? And do you eventually see yourself at 154? Uh, I don't know. Right now we have 147. If we get the right opportunity at 154, we may take it, you know, just to make history on being a four-weight uh, division champion. 
But right now we at 147, and that's where we campaigning at to uh, potentially become undisputed. But if not, then we're going to keep doing what we're doing and taking on one fight at a time. Um, but you know the deal. Uh, for everybody who watches and listens to the podcast, we allow them to submit questions. Man, we got a number of them for you, so I want to run through them here. Uh, this first one comes from Dre on Twitter. He says, which fight do you feel was the best Terrence Crawford? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> was, was there one fight where you said, man, I had everything working tonight? Oh, uh, man, it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of them. You know, it's just not, it's just not one of them. Uh, I think when I fought uh, Andre Klimov, that was a great fight. I felt like when I fought, you know, uh, Victor Postal, that was a great fight. When I fought uh, Felix Diaz, that was a great fight. Jeff Horn, that was a great fight. Uh, so there's multiple of uh, great fights that I can name, but I just can't pinpoint, you know, which one was the best and whatnot. Ari from Twitter asks, Bud, will you re-sign with Top Rank, sign with the PBC, or become a free agent to work with different promoters slash networks? I think I already answered that question in the show earlier. <laughs> you did answer that one. Uh, listen, make sure you watch the entire uh, show there. You'll get that answer there, Ari. Uh, Diego from Twitter asks, uh, who do you consider the toughest challenge if you were to move up to 154? Out of who? I don't know. There's, 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 uh, he just, there's a tremendous uh, grade of talent at 154. You know, I, it is. That's a great I can't, vision, I can't pinpoint it. You know, they all got tremendous talent. They all great in their own right. You know, even some people that's not even champion that's on the break of becoming a champion is, you know, would be a tough fight. So, you know, I just can't sit there and say which guy would be the toughest fight because I never fought none of them before. Got it. Uh, Dr. Marlon uh, Peoples from Twitter asks, how much say do you have in picking your opponents with top rank? Because uh, it, it seems as if they've had some issues getting you the fights that you want. Well, you know, they got to be 50-50. Those fighters got to want to fight you, too. You can't just, you know, blame it on one side of the uh, playing field. You know, that's like if I go to a fighter right now and say, hey, would you want to, do you want to fight me? And the guy say, yeah, I'll fight you. Give me $20 million or $10 million. Yeah, you know, it's not, you know, a fight that can get made because it probably is not worth that much or that fighter probably not worth that much. So, you know, there's a lot of things behind the scenes that goes into making a, a big fight too. Cobra from Twitter asks, Bud, will you fight three times next year? Ortiz, Thurman, and Spence. Ortiz, Thurman, and Spence. Is what he says. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how many times I'm, I'm going to fight next year. You know, we never know. Hopefully I can, you know, fight as many times as possible. That's always the goal. If, what what is that for you? Is that like two? Uh, is three too many for you? No, you think not, at all. not at all. Not at all. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Um, this one from Twitter as well. It says, "Huh, kind of, kind of something that we talked about." Do you think you're as big as a star as you should be, considering your high skill level, or is it because 
of your personality or the way you've been promoted? I ain't even going to answer that. That's going to spark up some things. I appreciate the question, though. Uh, Last one from Keegan on Twitter. He asks, uh, what is your ideal age when it comes to retirement? And do you see yourself fighting at 154 before you retire? Uh, I don't know. You know, uh, I still feel young. I feel feel hungry. The fire is still there. Uh, I don't know. You know, we're we here now, and, you know, we're not thinking about retirement just yet. Uh, and do I see myself fighting at 154 before I retire? Uh, maybe in the future, hopefully, if the uh, right fight presents itself. Okay, Bud Crawford, you know the deal. It's time for the last segment of this show. We call it The Last Stand. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Brother, you just give me the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? Here we go. Do you believe Jerron Boots Ennis is ready to fight Terrence Crawford right now? Maybe. Hmm. Who's a bigger threat? To the welterweight division right now. Is it Virgil Ortiz or Jerron Ennis? Jerron Ennis. Hmm. Uh, first thing that comes to your mind when I say Errol Spence Jr. Two-time world champion. <laughs> okay. First thing that comes to your mind when I say Keith Thurman. Uh, former world champion. And then last but not least, by this time next year, you finish this. Terrence Bud Crawford will be. Still world champion. Will he be unified? Hopefully. You never know. You I, I can't I can't predict the future. I can't, you know, uh I'm not a psychic, but you know, that's one thing that I could say. I'm still be world uh, champion. It. I love it. Well, listen, pound for pound, best fighter in the world, Terrence Bud Crawford. Uh, Don't forget, November 20th, it goes down against Sean Porter. It is going to be a phenomenal fight, so make sure you buy that. Bud, you know, I always appreciate the time, my brother, you give me. I get best of luck on November 20th. Appreciate it. Thanks. That's what we do on the last day, and we bring you the biggest names in the sport, and none bigger than Terrence Bud Crawford. Folks, thanks for watching. We'll see you again next week.